Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is MJ. And I'm Liz. And we're your host of Sisters in Crime. So the case that we'll be talking about today is one that was requested by our very own Liz. Yes, I requested this case specifically because I found it very interesting and wanted us to go over it and share it with you guys. Today we'll be talking about the mysterious disappearance and death of Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froon. Let's get started. Lisanne Froon and Chris Kramers were two friends from the Netherlands. Lisanne was 22 at the time and was described as smart and optimistic. Lisanne was also known as a great volleyball player, and honestly that's not surprising because I later found out that she's 6 foot tall. Chris Kramers was 21 and was described as responsible, creative, and an opened individual. The two of them had been friends for a while and got along really well. Both of them decided to move in with each other in order to save money because they wanted to take a trip to Panama as a celebration for Lisanne since she had just graduated with her degree in applied sciences. Both Chris and Lisanne got a job at a local coffee shop, and six months later, they were off to Panama. Panama? Why Panama out of all places? Well, the trip had three main purposes. One was, like I said, to celebrate Lisanne's graduation, um, but both of them also wanted to practice their Spanish-speaking skills, and they wanted to help the community in Panama, specifically with the kids. Kind of like a mission trip type thing, but obviously they weren't associated with any mission groups. Also, I've heard Panama is a very beautiful country, so there's that too. On March 15, 2014, both Lisanne and Chris arrived to Panama. Chris and Lisanne had a very clear idea about how they were going to spend their time there since they had planned to be there a total of six weeks. Before heading to Boquete, where they would complete their volunteer work, both women toured the country of Panama for two weeks. And honestly, there's not much detail as to what they did during this time. I'm assuming it's just regular touristy activities though, nothing out of the regular. Two weeks later, on March 29th, Chris and Lisanne arrived in Boquete, which is a small town in the province of Chiriqui. FYI guys, I didn't know this, but Panama doesn't have states, they have provinces like in Canada, um, you know, so just letting you guys know in case y'all didn't know either. Good thing to know. I didn't even know that either. <laughs> Boquete is a mountain town and it's one of the most popular Panama destinations for tourists because the weather tends to be very nice year-round. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. I was reading an article where the weather was described as an eternal spring, which, I mean, sounds nice compared to the super hot summers we have here in Texas. It's also a very popular retirement destination. Knowing this, it's not surprising as to why Chris and Lisanne chose Boquete as their destination. Chris and Lisanne plan to live with the local family of Boquete, kind of like a hosting situation when you study abroad. Fast forward to April 1st, Chris and Lisanne decided to go for a hike with the dog of their host family. Sis, guess what the name of the dog was? What was it? Blue. No way. Well, his name was Azul, but I mean, it's in English, it's blue. Guys, and um, this is something big for us because um, me and my sister here shared a dog named Blue. Unfortunately, he passed, but he was a total of seven years with us, with our family, and we loved that dog very, very much. Everyone that's close to us knows how much Blue meant to us. 
So this is crazy. <laughs> and on top of that, guess what today is? His birthday. His today birthday. Bruce's birthday. You're right. So to me, it was just like when I was researching this, I was like, no way. Like the day we're going to record, it's going to be uh, Blue's birthday. Like what are the odds, you know? Yes. R.I.P. to my best dog in the world, Blue. Like I mentioned earlier, Boquete is a mountain town and a great place for hiking. Chris and Lisanne let their family and friends on Facebook know what they'd be up to that day and headed to the cloudy forest better known as the Pianista Trail. This hike takes about three to four hours up and back to complete with 2,000 feet total of elevation. This is definitely not a beginner-friendly hike and one you'd have to prepare for. Chris and Lisanne knew this, so they packed accordingly. In their backpack, they carried swimsuits, sunglasses, their camera, and of course, plenty of water. I assume that you must have to be like in really good shape or, you know, have very good condition or maybe like practice a sport before you go here. Um, well, Lisanne was a volleyball player, so we know that she was like physically active. Um, I don't know about Chris, but like I said, if she was going to join her and they had been hiking throughout Panama already, like, so I'm pretty sure that they were excited, you know, for this hike and they were prepared for this hike. Later in the day, Azul found his way back home alone. The host family grew worried and called Lisanne's mom so she could try to reach out to the girls, who unfortunately had no luck getting hold of them. The night passed and the next morning, Feliciano, who was a local tour guide, was waiting for Chris and Lisanne as they had planned a guided hike through this exact trail. When I read this, I was a little confused because what was the point of them going on this same exact hike the day before they had scheduled that hike you know that is very confusing like um did they want to experiment the hike by themselves and then later on get backstory with a tour guide or that's confusing and that's weird when the girls didn't show up feliciano headed to the home of their host family and was told they had not seen them since they left for their hike the day before worried they called the local authorities and began an extensive search this search must have been super hard to do because they're in a forest where the weather is just like humid and hot and it's wet everywhere the terrain is really rugged there's rocks and ash and bush you know what i'm saying like there's just way too much going on but you also you also have to take in consideration that these people are trained for that these people are from panama so this weather to them is whatever The authorities searched on foot with help from locals, search dogs, and even helicopters. The search lasted 10 days, but unfortunately nothing came from the search. 10 weeks after both women had been reported missing, a local woman found a backpack near a rice field close to her village of Alto Romero, which was about 9 miles from where the woman had originally disappeared. The woman turned the backpack over to police and explained that the backpack had randomly appeared where it had been found, because it had not been sitting there the day before. The backpack was immediately identified as belonging to Lasanne as it contained her passport. The backpack also contained a camera, sunglasses, $83 in cash, a water bottle, two bras, and both their cell phones. All the items in their backpack were in perfect condition, no weather damage, no water damage, nothing. How is that even possible? This is a forest. It should have been at least torn up, wet, or something. There's no way it's been sitting there for that long. Well, that's exactly what the woman explained to the police. She's like, I'm not sure where it was before, but it had not been sitting there because I walked through that area every day. 
Well, that's kind of sketchy because to me, that's like someone purposely placed it there. And I think that was one of the things that was speculated also like, okay, who put that backpack there? Why was it there? If they were so close to this village of people, why didn't they seek help? You know? Also, um, I mean, somebody could just, you know, had found the bag and then just like grabbed it and put it there, not even going through it or anything. But I feel like if you find a backpack, like, what's the point in moving the backpack? You know, like, let's say me and you are on a hike and we find a backpack. I'm not going to touch it. Like, I'm not even going to probably not even acknowledge it if I'm being quite honest, you know? Yeah, you're right. The phones found in the backpack still worked but had no battery. When the police was finally able to charge the cell phones and access the information, the timeline became clear. And now a word from today's sponsor. Along with the photos in the camera, the police were able to get an idea about what happened the day Chris and Lisanne went on their hike. According to photos, it was clear that Chris and Lisanne had hiked past the recommended point for tourists. Their phone records show that Chris first attempted to call 112, which is basically the 911 in Panama, at 4.39 p.m. and Lisanne made an attempt at 4.51 p.m. right after. Why did you think they were calling? I'm not sure to be honest. Some people say that they could have gotten injured and were calling for help. Some people say that they were just lost since they had gone beyond that point. And some people say that they were in danger. Because um, 451 is still, 439 and 451 are still very early hours of the day. In danger of what also, you know? That's true. Like, I don't know. I think that's part of the mystery. I made a list of all the cell phone activity the police recovered that day so Liz if you could please read that back to us definitely so like you said the first call was made on April 1st from Chris's phone at 4 39 p.m. and then at 4 51 p.m. from Lisanne's phone then on April 2nd Lisanne made another call at 6 58 a.m. then again at 10 53 a.m. this time dialing both 112 and 911 then again at 1 56 p.m. that last call at 1 56 p.m. actually did go through but it got disconnected because of really bad reception April 3rd Chris attempted to call 911 at 9 33 a.m. later in the day both Chris and Lisanne checked their phone for signal a couple of times I'm not even sure how police know that that's what they were doing. You know, like, maybe they could just be checking the time. Like, what makes them so sure that they were checking for signal? Although, you know, it's probably the case. But, you know, um, they were they went a long time trying to get help. You know, they were surviving. I mean, if they went past uh, the point of, of tourists, I mean, you have to also take in consideration that they were out there with no food. Um, possibly at this time maybe no water no light no nothing I mean poor girls they must have been having a hard time and also like at this point it's April 3rd and during this time the police searched from April 2nd through the 12th so they were still searching for them I'm just not sure like why they didn't find you know what I'm saying on April 4th Chris checked her signal a couple times but Lisanne's phone had no activity on April 5th, both Chris and Lisanne checked for a signal, but again, nothing. April 5th was also the last day that any activity was reported from Lisanne's phone. Police are assuming that, you know, her battery died. On April 6th, this is five days after they had last been seen, it's reported that someone made an attempt to unlock the iPhone, which belonged to Chris, and the signal was also checked twice. A lot of people wonder who was making the attempt to use um, the iPhone if it wasn't Chris. 
maybe Lasan. Well, that's what probably like was most. Well, that's what most people think. And finally, on April 11th, Chris checked for signal a couple of more times and then turned her phone off. No further activity was reported after that. Like I mentioned earlier, the camera was one of the items found in the backpack. When police began looking through the pictures, they grew even more confused. The pictures captured on April 1st, the day that Chris and Lisanne left for their hike, was nothing out of the ordinary. One of the last pictures taken on April 1st was of Chris taken near a river, which was further proof to police that they had wandered beyond where they should have. No pictures were taken from April 2nd through April 7th, but on April 8th, there were pictures that had been taken between 1 to 4 a.m. with a flash on. These pictures were of nothing specific, but it was believed that they were taken solely for the purpose of lighting the way. Because of the photos, police decided to do another search near the Corte Culebra, which is a man-made valley that runs through the Panama Canal. It is here where police found a pair of denim shorts belonging to Chris, neatly folded on top of a rock. Neatly folded? Yeah, I'm like kind of like if she took him off, if she was going to go yeah, on a yeah, swim or something. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, neatly, okay, maybe. I mean, I don't know. That's... Fast forward two months later, remains were found near the location of where Lisanne's backpack had been found. The remains turned out to be a pelvis, as well as a boot with a foot still inside it. Soon after, about 30 other bone fragments were found scattered around the same area. A DNA test was performed on the bones and there was a match. The pelvis, along with a rib fragment, belonged to Chris, and the foot inside of the boot, along with the other remains, belonged to Lisanne. Oddly enough, Chris's bones had been found bleached and dry, whereas Lisanne's bones still had skin attached to them. Police wonder why Chris's bones were bleached and why there seemed to be a significant difference between the stage of decomposition between the two friends. All these questions, unfortunately, still remain unanswered. So, sis, did I do this case justice for you? Yes, you did. Um, what do you think? Honestly, I have heard this case before, but it has been a hot minute. I think I heard about it like back in like 2016. So kind of like getting a refresher was interesting. And it's always interesting when you're doing the research because you find things that like, you know, I watched a video on it that didn't cover like everything that I saw, you know, in the research. So it was kind of interesting to kind of see that. I requested it because, I mean, unfortunately, maybe no one will ever know what happened to those girls. Um, you know, they had such good intentions, you know, young girls, you know, wanting to travel the world. And it's also sad because they had a lot going for them. I mean, Lisanne had just graduated with her degree and Chris was actually still completing her her education. But, you know, they had intentions. They had potential. Also, they were very brave. I mean, they lasted all that time. Imagine how frustrating, how scary all that w would be you know for someone i mean at least they had each other to comfort each other but even then i mean two young girls and i mean i just feel for these girls and you know that's why i wanted to go over this case uh, with you guys imagine you're not even in your country anymore you're out in a foreign country it's like if me and you go somewhere like say we go to france and, and we, we get, get lost, lost. <laughs> and then we're not even in our you know in our home like you don't even in our, speak the language yes yes know? yes and also like the way they found their bodies and well i wanted to get into that like let's get into theories right i didn't want to add the theories um into the case because i just wanted to keep i wanted to keep the case very factual so a lot of people speculate that 
they died as a sacrifice like of the local people which i feel like it's kind of really out there and it kind of paints the people of panama in a bad light you know i don't think it's fair to say that of the panamanian people okay one of the other things that people also speculated about was that they were killed by two other dutchmen who were also visiting panama at the time they had had lunch together before the two women you know before chris and lasanne headed over to their hike so they're like maybe the two guys followed them into their hike and hurt them in some way um but i don't think that's which is weird because the one i heard is that that local the tourist guy actually went with them that time the first time feliciano yes because it's kind of odd how you're going to schedule to go on your own and then schedule to go with him. A lot of people say that he did that. Like, uh, he kind of like if they rescheduled with him, but he never mentioned that. Yes, like the people say that he framed it that way, but that he went with them the first time. Because if you think about it, why would you do that? Why would you go somewhere and then the next day or a couple of days after schedule to go on with the tourists? If you already went once. But I feel like that kind of gets debunked because like the family, like the, the host family, the people that they were staying with in Panama knew that they had that scheduled appointment the next day. I feel like if they were that close where they're talking about their plans, what they're doing, etc., like they would have told them, oh, yeah, me and um, Feliciano rescheduled our our hike from for tomorrow to today instead you know i feel like that's something that they would have mentioned and also like feliciano is not in the pictures and all the pictures that uh, were found in the camera roll were taken either like as a selfie you know or like of both of them or only one of them was in the frame so chris taking a picture of lasan lasan taking a picture of chris but it was never both of them there with somebody else holding the camera you get what i'm saying yes but also have you looked at the pictures yeah, there's a lot of pictures. I mean, a, a lot of people also say by looking at the pictures, they say that um, like if someone forced them to take the pictures. Like if you look at the pictures, um, I think there's one of one of the girls like kind of like standing like in a trail. She doesn't look happy. She Girl. doesn't look excited. So a lot of people also say that someone else was holding the camera and then at this point maybe one of the girls are already dead or they or she was holding against her will um but that she they don't if you take a close like a good close at, at the pictures like some of the pictures look like they are not like if they're forcing them to to take to take the pictures from all the pictures that i see like i don't i don't see that personally you know like i said people are gonna try to pick and choose all the pictures that that are on there but from everything i see i mean they look pretty happy to me um but i mean you know like i said these are all theories and people obviously are gonna say what they want to say um and speculate because they want answers you know another thing that i heard about this case is that in the in the camera like you know how the camera has like like a counter picture like it has one two three yeah. four and i also heard that um in the camera like it jumped from like a number to another one like if certain pictures were deleted or missing yeah i heard about that too and it was actually the file number 509 i believe is the one that was deleted so it was like 508 and then 510 and instead of 508 509 510 and people are like why was that specific 
picture deleted. That one picture was taken in that time frame of like the 1 a.m. to 4 p.m. where they had been, um, you know, taking pictures to flash the camera. But it is true. Like if you're so worried about, you know, where you're at, you're in the middle of a jungle and it's super dark out. Why are you still taking the time out of your day to delete one picture? You know, I mean, there was a picture that I saw where like it looked like someone was in the back. Oh, like in the background of the picture? Of the background of the picture. I mean, it's so easy to like also edit a picture to make it. I don't know. I feel like at this point, it's just there's too much going on. There's so much out there. So many theories. People want answers, but we just won't ever get them. You know, like we'll never know. Yes. And also the families of the young girls actually did travel to Panama and you know because of course they wanted answers they wanted you know where am i where's my daughter where's my sister so they traveled to panama and um they actually took the parents on the hike that they were in they actually show the parents you know the girls went beyond this point yeah and like i said there's gonna be so much out there guys i wanted to stay stick to the facts but i definitely recommend you guys looking into this case um it's it's very interesting and very very sad really what do you think happened that day Liz? i was just gonna ask you that <sighs> i mean i definitely think one or two things could have happened for me this is what i think actually someone murdered them that's my first thought that you know someone could have done it i just feel like they were not easy targets though because they were both athletic i mean Lisanne was six foot tall she's not an easy target you know and even even chris she was five foot five foot six i mean i don't know i feel like okay well what's your second theory my second theory is that maybe like an animal something you know killed them ate them maybe they died because again starvation dehydration and then maybe you know we don't know what's up there we don't know i mean the type of animals that are out there and yeah i mean that's that's the other thing that i think might have happened what about you i feel like for me it's just easy to say the elements got to them you know to me this is exactly how it went down in my head this is what i can conclude from the information that there is they went on this hike they went beyond that point where the tourists aren't supposed to be or it's not recommended them recommended for them to be there um and I, I, my theory is that chris got hurt i think she got hurt i don't know if she could have broken an ankle you know twisted her foot something she got hurt which is why they called emergency services um and they they couldn't get a hold of them chris got hurt and you know they were running out of resources they're in the middle of the jungle the weather's ugly there's poisonous plants and animals that are dangerous out there you know um chris got hurt lisanne was still alive and her phone died lisanne's phone died which is why she tried to unlock chris's phone you know we do know that there was some attempt but it was not successful um i'm pretty sure lisanne died soon but i'm just kind of confused like um okay so maybe you know chris got hurt and you know lisanne couldn't you know be dragging her if she broke a foot if she you know we don't know the way she got hurt she couldn't be like you know if if she would have stayed with her they would have to stay in one place all the time and maybe you know Lisanne wanted to keep on walking wanted to keep finding her way so maybe she left her behind and you know kind of like hey i'm gonna leave you here i'm gonna go get help type of thing and she continued on her own that's exactly what i think because 
maybe Lisanne, like she's like, oh my god, like you know, if if Chris did get hurt and she couldn't keep going, Lisanne wanted to keep going and get help, you know, like you said. So maybe they kept, she kept walking, and I think that's also kind of tells you why there was such a difference between like their body decomposition because like i said chris was bones and they only found two of her bones which was weird too like where's the rest of her body you know but all the other bone fragments that were found belonged to to lisanne including the that foot in the boot which is so scary like her whole foot just chopped off you know like that's i don't know that also kind of makes me think that something different happened but you know the most probable theory is that they you know chris got hurt lisanne wanted to keep going to get help she couldn't bring chris along with her and yep that's what i think happened Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Tell us what you think. Any different theories that you guys have heard of that we didn't cover? Any extra info of the case that we didn't mention? Definitely be part of the conversation online at Sisters and Crime Pod via Instagram or Facebook under Chris and Lisanne's post. And don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Until then, bye! bye.